He's going to call in a minute. That was him. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, hey. Oh, there you are. Nice. This is actually going to work. Hey, what's up, man? I mean, uh, turn up. It's a little, little muffled. Oh, sorry. All right, that, that's good. Okay. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, giving me a call. Yeah, no problem, dude. Um, just for the listener, <laughs> you are currently... Yeah. Uh, Heading towards, uh, you're you're basically teaching a course right now. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I am. So, uh, what is this course? It's uh, it's uh, a visual effects for gaming course at the at our, at our Dallas uh, Community College at uh, at uh, Richland Richland Community College. Very cool. Uh, how long have you been doing that? Yeah. Oh, about two years now. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, just about two years. Yeah, because uh, what happened was um, the person that was teaching it before uh, they moved away. So um, the and they were they were they were working at Gearbox also, I believe. And we have another another guy at Gearbox uh, teaches um, animation there, and uh, he sent out an email like, "Hey, we need a, an effects teacher." And I was like, "Oh man, I I want to try that out because I've always wanted to teach. I mean, I've been wanting to teach a class for." years now and finally when that, when that opportunity came up I just I jumped right on I was like man I would love to do that so and then basically he was like alright yeah let's 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 do this talk to this guy and we'll get the ball rolling and um, yeah I've been doing it ever since that's uh, first of all that's amazing that they have that not only they have game development courses but it sounds like they have a good variety of them right and it's um, it's actually it's, it's, it's amazing because this is something that I wish I had, you know, years ago, where you actually have someone who's still active in the gaming, uh, you know, like the gaming world, the game development world, who is you know, actively working on a on on projects and actively working on stuff, uh, teaching at the college level, and it's a community college. I mean, this is, yeah. you know, this isn't like some you know high high end uh, school. You know, it's not like Full Sail or, or, or anything like that. It's just. You know, regular down the street college, and I, I, you know, it's. I think it's it's awesome. I would love to have that option in our. Uh, you know, we got a lot of community schools nearby, but I don't think anyone yeah. had uh, staffers from Borderlands. <laughs> it's got to be crazy for the <laughs> students, right? <laughs> I know it, it's it's funny. Like, actually, one of the one of my students didn't uh, didn't realize that I was actually on Borderlands. And he was like, "Oh, really, <laughs> man? You you made this?" And I was like, "Yeah, I told you guys this on the first day of class." <laughs> so uh sounds like good old teaching uh, experience never changes probably. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's, it's it's uh it's fun though, man. It's 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 always a challenge because it's because you always have the students with uh with like different different learning abilities, so you have to kind of cater to both of them. It's like, you know, one student you'll notice who's kind of getting things a lot faster than the other students, so you have to kind of cater to um like both students, you know, so it's like you have to kind of teach to both students. So it's 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 a challenge. Yeah, for sure. What kind of uh, what kind of tools yeah. do you teach in that class? What kind of tools? Yeah. Uh, well, we we have uh, we use Unreal in the class. Uh, we have uh, Substance Designer and uh, you know Photoshop, like all the all the basic stuff. 
Yeah. Um, I also teach Houdini. Uh, I, um, I use the, like, so Houdini gives out a free license, basically. It's uh, like a one-month license, just a trial version. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so, we, so I teach them that, too. This is like, because uh, a lot of studios nowadays are, are trying to, are starting to get into Houdini and, you know, using and throwing it into their pipeline. So I'm, so I'm, I'm telling my students, hey, this is software that it's complicated and it's very, very complicated and it's very intimidating. But if you get, if you get used to looking at it, get used to knowing it, uh, when you get out into the, the relevant world and you start applying for these, uh, for these studios, they'll, um, they'll see that you actually know Houdini and, you know, they're going to kind of look at your resume a lot. A lot more than they would someone who doesn't who isn't familiar with uh, with the software. So I started teaching them that too. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, I feel like I should say first and foremost, uh, congrats on Borderlands, by the way. Oh, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. What, how, what's the feeling right now for you? I mean, is it is it relief? Is it uh, euphoria? How do you feel? I guess I would call it euphoria because it's. Like, this is something, like, I can't really believe that I'm still involved in uh, a, a project of this scale. You know, it's it's it's, it's crazy. Because, like, when I first came into, into Gearbox and they first hired me, it was, uh, I, I was working on, uh, I did some work on the pre-sequel. But yeah. it wasn't really anything major. It was just, like, cause I was, I was, uh, was kind of coming in at the end of development. So I was, I think I, I, I was on it for maybe a bunch. And, um... Whereas, like, uh, my, my lead at the time would just told me, goes, hey, here's a, a muzzle flash. You can uh, try to kind of fix this muzzle flash, basically. And uh, that was my contribution to the pre-sequel. It's just kind of fixing a muzzle flash. <laughs> because, like, like, I had been at Gearbox for like a, like a month at that time. And then yeah. uh, we, were, we went right into Borderlands, or not Borderlands, uh, we, we were right into Battleborn after that. So, I mean, my, my first real game... Uh, my first real AAA game release was was Battleborn, and obviously that's that's not up to scale of of, of a Borderlands uh, game. Yeah. But then, like when I rolled onto the border, when I rolled on the Borderlands, it was like the first time I was actually working on a game of like this scale and you know just this important this type of important game. Uh, so it was so then once kind of everything landed, the game released, it was. It was crazy. Like I was, I didn't know what to feel at the time. It was like something I was just, I was like so excited and scared at the same time and nervous because I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> but um, but then like once seeing the trailers, like when that first trailer, the, the Mask of Mayhem trailer drops, like I was getting goosebumps off of that because, like I said, like it's something I've never felt before. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got to be incredible. Uh, it's been fun to sort of watch uh, you and uh, Joshua's tweets. We just talked to Joshua during uh, in the last uh, few months here. Any Anybody on the team I've sort of come in contact with, it's been really interesting to sort of uh, sort of follow along you guys' experience as this thing. Uh, it, on my side, as more of a player, it's, it's easy to watch and go, okay, Borderlands is out, and that's a big deal. We've been waiting forever, but like this has been your life day in, day out. And, yeah. you know, just just the human element of this is it, it seems really, you know, chaotic at times. And it seems like there's also an incredible just rush of <laughs> pride throughout that team. And and everybody's really just uh, um, I would say over the last few months, Gearbox has become a series of stories to me that have sort of all come together as this game gets gets done. It's been a lot of fun to follow. 
Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's crazy on our end, too, because we've been, you know, obviously sitting on the game for X amount of years yeah. and not being able to tell anyone about it. And, you know, like you, you go on Reddit or Twitter and everyone's, where's Borderlands 3? This isn't Borderlands 3. I want Borderlands 3. <laughs> and, yeah. like, in the back of your mind, you're like, man, just, just got to wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how long have you been at Gearbox Total now? Total, um... Uh, a little over five years. Uh, next April will be my sixth year. April, March, April, I think, is, uh, will be my sixth year at Gearbox. You guys have tons of longevity at that studio, it seems like. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, no, yeah, man. It's definitely it's one of the reasons, one of the main, main, main reasons uh, I was look, when I was looking for a job, Gearbox was one of the places that, um, that I initially applied to because... Uh, just talking to people, and even during the interview, they're they're saying, "Oh yeah, I man, few places people stay here for a long time." Yeah. And you know, once you're there, like, you don't really want to leave. You know, I mean, which is great. And you know, and, and Gearbox isn't exactly the place that's going to just, you know, fire you for 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 no reason at all. Or like, yeah, the game's done. All right, everyone's fired. Go home. <laughs> like, we God. don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I guess I shouldn't laugh. It happens because, elsewhere. Yeah. I know it's 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 a sad story, but at the same time, you're like, man, that's it's it's sad when it happens, but it's so common that you just people just kind of look at it and go, I guess that's what happens, right? But it's but luckily Gearbox isn't like that, and um, initially that's one of the things that 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 drew me to it because at the time, you know, uh, my wife girlfriend at the time, we were just you know talking about starting a family and settling down and coming out to to, to Texas. It was a big move for both of us. Yeah. And we're looking at it's like, you know, do we buy a house now? You know, should we start should we start a family here? And you know, luckily we did start a family and I have two awesome kids and I'm looking at it I'm looking at, you know, my, my position at Gearbox like right, yeah, I could see myself being here for you know, another ten, fifteen years and you know, I've raised my family out here. Yeah, there's no greater uh, vote of confidence than having a kid while you're employed at a studio. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but right. I think I think that lifestyle kind of uh, discourages some people from settling down and starting a family. So the fact that you felt comfortable doing that is probably good. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's funny because if you ever, um, you know, like when you when you play the Borderlands games, you know, we or like any Gearbox games, really, we have the uh, like uh, the credits at the end, and you have like the the Gearbox babies that are born. If yeah. If you look at like the ending of uh, of Borderlands Three, you know the, the Gearbox babies that were born. I think it was like 60, 60 of them. Good lord, something, something like that. Like there was a lot of kids born during development of uh, Borderlands. <laughs> Even for a big studio, that's a lot. Yeah. So where did you come from before uh, before Gearbox? Were you in the industry already, or was this your first big uh, employee? I was in the industry. Uh, I was living out in California. Oh, okay. And I was working on, I was working on uh, the Neverwinter Online MMO. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, uh, so that, yeah, that was my first. That was my first industry gig. And before that, I was actually working at a studio in Chicago, uh, and we did um, like photorealistic renders for like you know brochures and uh, advertisements, things like that. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, like, uh, um, oh, man, I forgot the word, but it's basically, it's like, it's basically like brochure, like brochure work, you know, 
Yeah. Uh, like a studio, like a, a, a company would come to us. Because we were, like 90% of our, um, of our, uh, 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 my, my brain just stopped. That's okay. <laughs> clients, yeah. Like ninety percent of our clients were uh, were office, were like kind of like office furniture, and uh, so they would come to us and say, "Hey, we have this product that we want to, um, you know, you know, advertise for, or we want to get some spec for it." Uh, just like we need some sort of visualization, so we would, you know, do photorealistic three uh, D three D prints, three D renders of that, and you know, that was my first gig uh, coming out of coming out of graduate school. Which was nice. It was like a good little, uh, like a kind of like introduction to the professional world and yeah. kind of getting my feet wet. And then, uh, yeah, I stayed, I stayed with that for about five, six years I got before, you. before I headed out. Yeah. I only recently learned how much of that uh, exists. I mean, that's that's big business. Like they said, some huge percentage of like IKEA catalogs and stuff is all 3D renders and stuff. I never knew any, anything like that. Yeah, it's, I didn't either until like, until I applied to that company, I mean, because when you when you realize it, like when you start to notice it, you start to realize how much of a money saver it really is. Because these these clients, these you know these companies come to us and say, all right, we need X amount of uh, prints of this one you know piece of furniture, or like let's say like they have a couch, They're like hey, we have this couch, but we need it. We have like twenty different sets of fabric for it that we want to put in this brochure. Yeah, and instead of building the couch 20 different times they could just you know we could just get 20 different renders it's true so it's a huge money paper that makes sense um yeah where did you where'd you go to school and sort of what did you study while you were there was it game development the entire time <laughs> or something else <laughs> no not at all actually um so i went to school my, my undergrad i went to uh, virginia commonwealth university okay uh, out in uh out in richmond virginia and um, we actually actually majored in sculpture, which is like the total like opposite end of gaming development. I mean, like in in, in my opinion, yeah. Because uh, the the way that kind of VCU works and worked, I don't know if there's if they still do this. I haven't been there in over almost like two decades. But um, when you when you go into the art program, you go in uh, to art foundations. And it's basically like they run you through like every art um, art class you can think of, like painting, uh, photography, and you know, basically like art art history and things like that. Yeah. And then at the end of your freshman year, you have to apply to your major. Like you have to take your portfolio, get it ready, and then apply to your major. Okay. And yeah, and it's it's kind of messed up. With this, that it's that I mean I get it, but it's, it's kind of messed up because. You have like 400 students trying to get into certain majors, and they have I think there's like maybe five or six, seven majors. But uh, the majors, like the, the big ones, are like fashion design and um, just like uh, and uh, design and like design in general. And then there was like sculpture, photography, and you know, all like uh, some other ones. But basically, everyone wanted to get into commercial design because that yeah. was like where where the they 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 say like that's where the money is you know you go get into commercial design you get hired by a big firm type of thing sure so like everyone wanted to get into that and like but there's maybe like 15 spots open mm. to get into the design class there's like so there's like 400 students putting in their portfolio and applying to the design major yeah uh, and basically if you don't get in 
it's like, well, try again next year. Ugh. Sorry. Yeah. Or you can just try for another major and then kind of do that and then, and then try again next year. So obviously I applied for design. I didn't get into design. Uh, I think I, I think I applied for like fashion design too. Thinking that, um, I, I don't, there's another one I, I applied to. Basically I got like rejected out of basically every major, uh, that I applied into. And then at the end, um, at the end I had like sculpture and photography left over. Yeah. So I applied to sculpture just as like a, well, I might as well do, I might as well apply to sculpture because, you know, I'm not sailing out of college or I'm not doing this art foundations again and paying for another year of school just because I didn't get in my majors. Yeah. So, uh, I applied to sculpture, got into sculpture and I did surprisingly really well in sculpture. And I actually, I liked it. Like it was a great major, uh, in, in this school, and I mean, it was actually like nationally ranked at the time, which amazed me. I was like, I don't even know. Yeah. But it was like the top. It was like the top ten sculpture program, like in the nation. So I got into that, and I learned a like a crazy amount of stuff just out of uh, just off of sculpture. Like you know, they taught me how to weld. Uh, it was like uh, metalworking, you know, woodsmithing, uh, just basic plaster casting. Like I learned so much in that program. And I did really well, and I, I was surprised because it was something that I, I'd never, ever thought of doing. Yeah, it's a really wide yeah. skill tree. So that was, right? Yeah, and it was. <laughs> and um, we we actually took uh, there was a a three D class. It was like intro to three D modeling or something. Yeah. This was I think Max, and I, I think I was learning three D S Max at the time. But it was uh, just was I I was just saw it. I was like, oh, let me try this out, and. It was um, it was interesting because it was an intro to Max. I was doing some really basic modeling, some basic animation stuff, and I did that. I took two classes of that, so I did that for about a year. And uh, I, eventually, I was like, I would like to get into three D modeling, you know, be be a character artist. Although it never really, it wasn't something that like I wanted to pursue, but it was something I was kind of interested in. Yeah. Um, but I never, but like, it was just like I said, it was nothing that I ever really wanted to pursue. But then I like, ended up graduating uh, from from VCU with a sculpture degree and then I uh, went into coaching cheerleading for like three years because I just kind of didn't know what else to do. <laughs> I saw you mention that before. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that was, because uh, it was like, because through, um, like, like through college, uh, I would do cheerleading um, camps throughout, like, like during the summer. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, we would travel. Like I, I was with the company and they would, um, we, we, we would either kind of do a, uh, camps like on uh on the uh, nc state campus or we would do them on uh or um uh we would like go out to uh schools and stuff and just kind of teach them teach them at school so i was so i was doing that and then when i graduated college as, with a sculpture degree i'm like well what do i do i can either become a gallery artist and be broke because i don't really don't know what to do with that yeah or uh, i can just kind of find a job somewhere just to pay my bills and um i ended up getting a job teach, uh, coaching because, um, I know I had, I had connections in the, in the cheerleading world. So that's, so that was that. And then I moved, ended up moving down to North Carolina and, uh, coaching, coaching cheerleading for a couple of years. That's interesting. It's, uh, yeah. I, f- I find that guys like yourself, um, often have some, some main thing that's just like as far from what they end up in doing <laughs> as possible. Um, I, I taught drumline right out of, uh, actually right out of high school. 
and and I did that for right. a couple of years while I was finishing up college and um it, it was another one of those things exactly right like what am I going to do with this like I'd love if people like this got you know six figure salaries and stuff like that they just don't <laughs> uh yeah so, exactly I mean yeah like that was one of the reasons I had to stop coaching because like you know, like I said it was fun I loved it uh you know it, it kept me fit which is great I got to go to a gym every day yeah. I got to you know got to teach kids how to do backflips and, you know, back handsprings and things like that. However, it was just, it wasn't really paying bills that well, you know? So, yeah. so at, at, at the age of uh, like, you know, 22, 23, I'm going, man, do I want to do this for the rest of my life? You know, I was like, I can't, I, I got, I need to move on. Yeah. And that's when I decided to go into a graduate school. Nice. How much of that stuff can you still do by the way? Just uh, <laughs> Let's see. If I tried, I'd probably throw my back out. <laughs> um, I don't know. I uh, I haven't I haven't slipped in probably over a decade. I might be able to still do a handstand. I try really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when I was doing drumline stuff, there was a like a ten foot wall outside the school that every once in a while I would just run straight up and climb over. Uh, because when you're yeah. when you're that age, you're just invincible. You can do whatever you want. And, uh, oh, yeah. then, then I got into like oh. kickboxing and stuff. And now I, I had to like move down to boxing It's just stand and hit things is the best I can do for you. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, like my, um, like my, my, my friends and I who like, um, like, like other cheerleaders, we would, we would go out, you know, you know, eating like, like at restaurants and stuff and go out in the parking lot, like two, three in the morning and just like throw backflips just to see. <laughs> the first person to uh, to not stick the landing, you know, would, would pay the bill or something, you know, something stupid like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun to watch. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we were, you know, people people would you know gather around like, oh, do it again, do it again, or just like, man, it's just a backflip. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that special, but just like, you know, like people are like, yeah, do it. That's awesome, man. The bill's been paid. We're done here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So uh, I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but uh, how do you get from where you're at at that point to, you know, you know, you want to go into 3D modeling and eventually you sort of pick up this uh, VFX specialty. Like, did did you know that was something you were interested in or just did you just find that you were good at it? Um, I kind of a little bit of both because when uh, when I decided to go back to, to school and, and get my master's degree, Mm-hmm. Uh, I applied to this. I applied to a school in Boca Raton uh, called uh, Digital Media Arts or D- Digital Media Arts College. Gotcha. It was the only. It was the only school I could find at the time that was actually uh, basically giving giving what I wanted, like giving what I was looking for. And it was kind of funny because, like, when I applied, it was uh, I, I applied to it was um, an, uh, an illustrative. It was like the illustrative major. Okay. Um, for uh, like it was like 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 illustrative design basically, and I applied to that major, uh, or I applied to that program, but I think but I accidentally uh, crossed off visual effects by accident. Mm-hmm. So when when I got the application back and the uh, the recruiter not recruiter um uh like HR who the person that like talks to the person that you talk to who like sets up your scheduling. Uh, for that, for that, for that school, like she called me. She's like, "Oh, so you, so you want to do visual effects? That's awesome." <laughs> I was like, "I was like, really?" 
oh yeah yeah sure okay i'll do that <laughs> and uh so it's kind of like on a whim i'm like yeah sure that that, that sounds cool let me try that and, like i had no idea at, at the time i was like yeah okay that sure I'll, I'll try that i was like in my mind i'm like i need to go to school yeah. or something i need to get out of i need to get out of north carolina i need to get my i need to get my stuff together it, you know because i is living in an apartment with two other guys is, is not my life yeah so so basically she she called me she's like okay you're, you're signed up for visual effects you know school starts in the fall i was like cool let's let's do this so um i ended up going to this uh going to grad school for two years and learning visual effects and it was uh like all uh, uh like 3ds max maya type of stuff and basically that was it um you know i ended up with uh with the thesis, it was like a two minute, two and a half minute animation with, with, I think I needed like 75% visual effects in it. Um, it, it was terrible. <laughs> that, that animation was horrible. Uh, if I, if I can find it, maybe I'll, maybe I'll put it online. That'd be my great. portfolio somewhere, but it, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. <laughs> like I, I was, I was, I was, I was looking at it even a couple of years ago. I was like, Oh my God, this thing is terrible. But, uh, <laughs> but I passed, you know, I mean, they, they, they gave me a, they gave me a degree. Um, so then after that is when I found, um, like, I had my portfolio ready and my demo reel ready, and uh, I, I found that's when I got the job in California, about, like, a couple months after I graduated. Nice. Um, yeah. I, think, I think the good news is now you're at a point in your career, uh, if you weren't before, you certainly are after the Borderlands release, that now you can start showing bad art you've done in the past. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, and, and I'm no different. Like yeah. I've, I've done programming that I still have to hide because I haven't had a Borderlands style release. And, uh, you know, I, I got to keep my GitHub private and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, it, it's nice to get to that point where you can go, Hey, here's some mistakes I made. And, uh, you don't have to worry about that. Hey, are you still there? I heard a weird sound. Uh Oh, we lost him. Let me call him back. Hey. hey, sorry about that. I don't, don't know what happened. Uh, that's my problem. I'm probably driving through a bad area. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think we pretty well, pretty well established, uh, how you got to the, uh, VFX specialty, which is cool. It, I, I sort of think of, think of it the way like a doctor would specialize in, uh, neurosurgery or something just has all the, all these specialties. But, uh, I guess the truth is you're you're qualified to do a hundred different things at this point, uh, inside yeah, and outside I guess, I games. Mean, yeah, I I would say I, I guess you can call me like a Renaissance man. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I mean it's yeah, it's like I mean like I know how to model. You know, I'm familiar with ZBrush and, and Mudbox and all that, but visual effects it's it's more of like it's I'm 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 drawn more towards more towards VFX. Just because it's, I don't know. It's like it's like it's just when I, 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 I can understand the timing and I, I can understand uses of color. It's 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 just something that it's, it clicked more with me than than like modeling or animation and or like, like any of the other type of aspects of just gaming or or three D like three D work in general. You yeah. know? Sorry, dropping in, not. Um, but yeah, uh, 
I mean, do you still practice like other other mediums outside of uh, VFX, outside of games? I mean, what what do you still practice? Like, do you do anything for fun? Um, <laughs> uh, not really. <laughs> mostly like the mostly the like the I guess it's it, like if you like the the for fun type of work that's still kind of gaming and VFX or like that gaming three three D related. Is uh, I'll like try to find and practice more visual effects. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, I get I get that. Yeah. And, I mean, you're you're like, teaching on top like, of it to, too. Like I used to. Yeah. So I mean, like I used to draw, like all the time, but like, I don't really draw anymore because it's just it's just one of those things that like just I just fell off. It just fell off. And I just, I just yeah. stopped doing it. But now um, when like when when the visual effects stuff kind of took took more of a front seat and it's and it's mostly because like with with vfx there's there's so much to learn in general just because you've got like so much software oh yeah that's like coming up like every every year there's like a new piece of software and you see and you go oh man i gotta learn that now because (laughs) that's what you know that's what everyone's going to be using in like two years or or you, or you get this one piece of software and then you learn it and then you see someone coming out and like, Hey, I took that piece of software and I made it better. And you go, all right, well now I need to go out and learn that too. Right. So there's always, which is one of the things I like about VFX because there's always something, there's always something new to learn. There's always a new technique to perfect. You know, there's always someone coming up with like a new way of doing something the old way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I like I use Blender, and every time I hear like, "Well, there's a new, a great new feature in, in a whole new version of Blender," like I'm simultaneously happy and pissed because it's yeah. like, "Oh, good, I, you know, let's see what we can do with uh, with you know 2.8," and it's like, "Crap, I got to learn 2.8 now." So yeah, I know, I, I know that feeling. It's like when um when when for example when when uh, we first started bringing in Houdini to yeah. our pipeline. Uh, we were using Fume Effects at the time, and Fume Effects is an awesome program. It's great for like making fires and smokes and explosions and things like that. And when uh, when when we decided to bring in Houdini, we were like, "All right, let's let's try Houdini, like because uh, you know it's a cool piece of software. You can still do you can do fire, smoke, you know all the explosion stuff that we have with Fume Effects." And a lot of us were like, "Why do we need Houdini? We've got Fume Effects. Like it works mm-hmm. perfectly." Yeah. And then we started using Houdini. Well, like me personally, I started using Houdini, and I go, wow, this software is amazing. And now I never touch Fume Effects. Nothing, <laughs> and not, not that there's anything wrong with Fume Effects. Right. It's just I like using Houdini a lot more now. That makes sense, for sure. Um, yeah. Are, are you a natural artist? I mean, is that something that sort of steered you this direction? Oh, yeah, dude. I've been... I've been like arting, <laughs> I've been being an art guy since like I was like six. Like, nice. Between, like when I started, I started drawing you know cartoon characters. I guess like like most people who, who who get into the industry or start doing art. You know, I was I was drawing cartoon characters in, in school. My teacher would yell at me to pay attention. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I am paying attention. I'm just not looking at you, but I'm listening. So leave me alone. <laughs> and it's like you know, you know, our teachers are like, pay attention, look at me when I'm talking. It's like, all right, I get it. Yeah. It's like I'm making straight edges. Leave me alone. Like, just let me draw my let me draw my cartoons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I was I was kind of hoping you would because this is such a technical specialty that you do. I mean, it certainly seems that way. I didn't know if you might say like, no, I really I couldn't draw worth anything. And I just I just learned yeah, I, all these skills. But uh, sorry, everybody <laughs> who can't draw. No, no, that's one. Of, well, that's, that's another awesome thing about about effects. And also is you don't really have to be a straight up artist if you want to get into because it, it is also very technical. Like, I mean, you've got. I would say like you got like the like a fifty fifty thing like fifty fifty art you know fifty 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 percent art fifty percent technical knowledge because a lot of the stuff we do is you know very technical it's like a lot of numbers a lot of graphs yeah. you have to you have to kind of play with um, I, I think like the the art side comes into where you know the, where you're uh, kind of messing around with with, with color in like mm -hmm. the general silhouette of, of the effect you're making and maybe like the timing wise and, and you know, get, getting that down. Whereas you have the technical side, which is, okay, I'm going to punch in certain numbers or, Hey, I'm using Houdini. So I'm going to, I'm going to write this, I'm going to write this piece of effects code. That's going to give me this amazing, uh, that's going to like, you know, you know, give me this amazing simulation or give me a certain, you know, shape that I need. So it's yeah. like, you know, you don't have to be an artist to get into it, to get into visual effects. You just kind of have to know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I've really enjoyed the, the bits of animation that I've gotten into and as primarily a programmer, that's been somewhat limited, but, um, you know, I, I agree with that because when I get into like the timelines and the keyframes and, you know, I, uh, almost everything comes down to numerical values I can track and I know exactly what's happening to what, like I, I get to a point where I go, okay, I feel comfortable. I can control this. And, uh, you know, I can't go recreate it in a notebook, but I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is your uh, background as a gamer? I mean, uh, how did that start for you? Um, background as a gamer. Well, I, I, I play games not as much as I used to, like I said earlier, I got I've got two kids, yeah, you know, a wife. So there's only um, I maybe have like an hour or two a day, maybe a couple hours a week, yeah, to really like like sit down and and just kind of get some time to myself. But um, uh, as a kid, you know, I was doing typical kid things with like doing Nintendo, you know, Sega. I had a I had all the systems growing up, you know, um, except for maybe like. I don't think I didn't, I didn't have a Nintendo 64 because my friend had one, so we went, we, we would go to his house and play it. <laughs> I know how that goes. Yeah, um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, you know, like I said, like I had to say, I had to take a CD. I bought a PlayStation when they came out. Like I used my own money to buy the PlayStation. I was pretty happy about that. Yeah. Uh, my first my, my first game that I would like really kind of got me into gaming, I would say was um, like Final Fantasy VII. Which oh, was like yeah. the real like when I like sat down, I was like, "Whoa, okay, this is this is dope. This is a thing." I mean, you know, I, I remember like my I, I know like the very first game I ever played was Legend of Zelda on on um on on my Nintendo when I was a kid. But you know, Final Fantasy VII was really got me into saying, "Okay, this is something that I really really enjoy." Um, and it just kind of drew on from there, and I was just you know me me as a young as a young single man living on my own. After school, go home, you know, play a couple of games for a couple of hours, and that'll be it. <laughs> That's kind of a magical time in its own way, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's like the best time to kind of get all all of that out of your system, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I was the same way. Like my first 
my first job out of college, uh, my first place I lived on my own. Uh, it was just a, a stack of video games, like floor to ceiling. <laughs> I was spending a little yeah. of that time trying to learn more technical skills too, so I could work on games and stuff. But, uh, man, I, I reconnected with the hobby at that point. Uh, cause you know, college is a busy time, but yeah, that, that was right. a fun time. <laughs> um, so your, your youngest kid is only like, like one, something like that. Uh, he's five months old. Five months old. That's even newer than I thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So you're not it's, sleeping. It's, it's a drift having them again. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got one. Like trip. we can't we can't work up the nerve to to go back to uh, uh, newborn times. So you're braver than I am. Yeah. Well, it's 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 crazy because uh, as like basically you're a dad, you're a newborn dad again, and as you're like and getting back into it, everything feels very familiar, but also different. Uh, it's cause it's like, I'm like, I'm trying to remember, oh yeah, when, when he was, you know, you know, almost able to crawl, he was putting everything in his mouth. So I get to watch <laughs> out for that again. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, grabbing for stuff and things like that. And, and like, oh, the sleepless nights. But luckily my, um, my, my son Aiden, he's, you know, the five month old, he, he sleeps through the night pretty well. It's, he's, uh, you know, he'll wake up once or twice, but give him a bottle and he's, passed right back out yeah so you know we're my wife and i are lucky <laughs> lucky this time our first son alex he was uh he was he was the one that kept us up all night that's uh I, like i remember that time because i remember you sort of get used to having no sleep and it's a it's a weird thing like yeah. you, you know you don't have the same quality of life you used to but you are surviving just fine oh yeah oh yeah because it's you, you you tend to just be like, all right, man, this kid's asleep. I'm going to take a nap, and uh, that's going to be it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is it is nice to see, uh, you know, you post a lot of parenting updates, as any any good uh, <laughs> parent of a small <laughs> child does. But it's it's encouraging to see you and your wife tackling things as a team, and it seems like you guys are doing well. Oh, yeah. She's she's awesome. She's like, I, would, I don't know what I would do without her just because – you know, having two kids, it's like, it's like they're double teaming you without even realizing it, you know, cause they're, they're, they're too young. They're too young to gang up on us like yet. But, uh, you know, you, when you, when you have like one, one son who's, who, who needs one thing, he's like, I need, he's like, like I, I have Alex. So we'll say like, daddy, I'm hungry. Like make me, make me food. And then, and then like my, my uh, baby's crying and cause he wants food. And I'm like, all right, I see how this is going. But when there's but when I when I have my wife, it's like okay, I will I'm gonna go deal with Alex. My wife can you know feed feed our feed our baby, and everything is you know we can we can kind of tackle it together. Yeah, I mean, was it was it kind of scary going through such a young time with a kid while you're also very near to a major you know AAA release? And I, I I'm sure the workload was extremely challenging, and and you knew you had the young one at home and. Uh, that that had to be tense. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it, it was, but one of the things, you know, to, uh, going back to working at Gearbox is they're very, the studio is very family oriented. Like they understand that we have families, and they're not they're not gonna like keep us away from our families, which is I, which is another reason that like I could see myself staying at Gearbox because they are totally understandable. Like I said. If I call my lead, I'm like, hey man, I can't come in today. My my son's sick. 
he's like, hey, no problem. That's fine. Yeah. You know, or, or if, like, or if, like, if I have to leave early for work, and because uh, I'm cause, like, I have a thing I have to do for my, you know, like for my kids. He's like, yeah, man, that's no problem. Like, they they won't get upset with with family stuff, which is awesome. And one of the things that was happening with with my son when they, like when he was first born, when I was when I was ending up. When I was, uh, finishing up my paternity leave, one of the things that uh, we're allowed to do with Gearbox is we can work from home if if, uh, if we need to. I heard that, yeah. And if I didn't, yeah, like if and if I didn't have that option, then a lot of like I wouldn't, <laughs> I would barely be able to get any of my work done, you know. Yeah. Because I can, you know, I can go into work for a couple hours, and then go back home, you know, deal with uh, you know, deal with my family, have uh, you know, do you know, like take care of my kid, you know, let my wife sleep, and, you know, because she, she, she needs to sleep. You know, she's got to deal with two kids while I'm at work. Yeah. So I, I'll go home, let her sleep, and, um, and, uh, and and do all that. And then once the family goes to bed, like at like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, I can, jump on, I can jump on my computer for a couple hours and get that work kind of finished that I didn't, get, that I didn't really uh, finish in the office. So yeah. I can still kind of keep up with, uh, keep up with my tasks, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, it speaks for itself that you made it through uh, the release of Borderlands, and your your family unit <laughs> is still intact and healthy and happy. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. But she's all, I like like my wife is also like very understandable, and I'm like, and if I tell her, hey, I need to go, I need to go work, I need to finish this, she's like, okay, I get it. Go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Borderlands, what is what is something you directly worked on that you're extremely proud of? Uh, I am very proud of the work I did with Zane because uh, I was I was tasked with doing all of his effects work, mm-hmm. which um, like I'm I'm super proud of kind of like how all that went. You know, having to uh, do the work on the clone and the um, the the shield and the drone effects, just because I know cause, because just because of how long it took me to kind of get that to the state that it is in now. I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of it. I'm also proud of, uh, the, the, the blood, like all the gore stuff in the game. Yeah. Which is, uh, cause like that was, um, kind of a, an early task that I, I was given. We're like, Hey, we want to bring back the gore. We want to make this game, uh, kind of like Borderlands one. And so I came up with a, like a bunch of basically like, uh, sprites and, and kind of uh, using, using like all these liquid meshes and things like that, yeah. In order to get those effects uh, to work really well, and there was a there was a guy, uh, I can't remember his name, but he he was the one he like he modeled all the um, like the body parts uh, and like like all the uh, basically like the gore stuff, like organs and things that kind of pop out of um <laughs> of your enemies when you shoot them. Yeah. And uh and and like like I went in and like made all the made all the blood. Uh, squibs and squirts and you know droplets and things like that. So like, so I guess I would say I'm I'm, I'm pretty proud of those of uh, those two aspects of the game. <laughs> that was something that was very striking right from the very beginning of Borderlands Three, <laughs> like in in the yeah. cutscenes and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, oh look at look at this uh, work of art here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that was fun. I mean, it was when I was doing research for that. I was uh, I was looking. Um, Basically, at uh, I was watching Ash vs. Evil Dead <laughs> on on Netflix. So I was like, so basically, that was like my my inspiration. I was going, man, I want to make this game 
I'm going to make this bloody and over the top. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to be our one of our best takeaways from this talk is, is that little bit of <laughs> trivia right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, Inspiration comes from all, from, from all angles, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. We've got to be close. Do I need to let you go? Uh, no, I got like 30 minutes. Oh. 30 more minutes. Okay. So we got some time. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll just bug you for a few more minutes, though. Um, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm trying to make sure we hit on uh, all these different things that the Patreon group asked, because they actually did put put forward some really good questions, and I think we've hit on uh, oh, sweet. At, at least half of them already. But uh, let's look at one more. Like, um, hmm. Oh, if you if you could basically decide the direction of the next, like if if the next thing you were going to work on was not going to be Borderlands related. What's a type of game that you would like to make next? Type of game? Um, it's a very good question. Actually, I'll say, oh, I wouldn't really go with type, but I know the like a series that I've always wanted to work on. Like, I've always been, I love the Arkham Knight series, like the oh, Batman yeah. games. If, if I ever had a chance to like to work on one of those games, I, I would love to do that because, like, I was actually I was, I was kind of joking around with uh with my lead last week and I was like, dude, would it be cool if I just like left for two years and then came back? Cause I just want to go work on like the next Batman game. Would it be cool <laughs> with that? Was like, like, can I still come back and like have my seat still here? Like, you don't like give my desk away. You know, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that, but like if I, if, the, if that opportunity was available, I would love to be able to work on like a, an, an Arkham game. Like a one game sabbatical or, uh, right, you, exactly. You <laughs> like, I was like, I promise I'll be back. I swear I'll be back. I just want to go over here and do this thing. Big studios need an exchange program of some kind. Don't you think? Dude, that would be so awesome. <laughs> like an inter, an inter developer, uh, exchange program. It would be, I mean, it'd be, good for, go. it'd be good for relations. I mean, people would get to see some influence from other studios in the games. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. You so. make, a, uh, make a reality TV show about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you would have to film the whole thing for sure. Because <laughs> most studios, it'd be awesome. You know there'd be a couple where it was nothing but chaos, and that's the one we would want to yeah. watch. <laughs> so, uh, man, <laughs> uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Uh, what's your favorite part about your job at Gearbox? Oh, man. Oh, that's a good question. I thought it was too. That I can't take credit for that. I, I think yeah. that was our friend Charlie Cox. That's a good one. Okay. I, I'll say like my, my favorite part about working at Gearbox is just the freedom that we have to, to go all out. Because um, like we re- rarely will get, but like as, a, as an effects artists like as the effects team rarely do we ever get like reined back in and we're, and we're told hey man that's that's too much yeah um we have they give us such freedom and autonomy to just do what we need to do and i think that's one of the strengths of just our team in general is that we no one's sitting there going it needs to look like this exactly like this and only like this the fact that they trust us enough to just create what we need to create, um, I think brings such depth and like just originality and awesomeness to our, you know, you know, to our effects in general, like on all of our games. Very cool. I would call that a very good answer for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Another one was, um, what is one of your all time favorite level designs 
and you can uh, think in terms of uh, visuals or functionality in like any game you've ever played. And I know that's a tough one because you didn't have the Nintendo 64, so you might not be able to say (laughs) facility from Goldeneye. (laughs) I did. I did play a lot of Goldeneye. I did too. Um, Actually, yeah, Goldeneye was like the game that my friends and I would just play nonstop. That and like uh, Mario Kart. But um, (laughs) level designs. Let's see. I'm, I'm gonna go with one that I'm I'm playing now. Like I'm playing Days Gone right oh, now, yeah. mm-hmm. and like I've been playing I've been playing that for months. Like I I, I basically I play it like hour chunks, you know. But uh, I love the design of that game. Like the levels, um, the level design of that game is pretty good. It's it it feels to me that it feels like a, a post apocalyptic world. You know, there's. There's random cars strewn about. You know, you're you're going down a dirt road. Things things are looking bleak. You got the abandoned houses that you're just rummaging through. Like I love I love that world. I love that I love the design of that world. Mm-hmm. So it's a testament to that game. It's a great game. For those of you listening, who haven't played it. Go play it. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to digging into that real soon. Um, I'm the same way you are. Yeah. I, I get a couple of hours. I would say uh, per day is optimistic. It's it's more like every two days I might get an hour or two, and uh, I have right. to spend them real carefully. And and I do. It's just that these thirty hour games I am just not finishing these days. I know. I mean, I'm playing like I get maybe one or two games a year just because my gaming time starts at like midnight when everyone <laughs> sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I have to make the decision of do I play a game. Do I go to bed or do I catch up on like a, a TV show that I've been wanting to watch? Oh yeah, yeah. Movies have been just right out the out of the picture for years for me already. And and my kid's getting older yeah. now; like he's almost five years old, and I still haven't really made time to like watch new movies. Yeah. So parenting, everybody, look yeah, forward to that. Those of you who I know, haven't, parents, like, <laughs> yeah. Although uh, one 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 fun thing about parenting is I I have um I have seen my thousands episode thousands episode of uh, Team Umizoomi. So oh, yeah. I mean, I'm uh, I'm all caught up on that show. We are uh, we're in the middle of a lot of Daniel Tiger. Um, okay, <laughs> and that's that's one of the better ones actually. They got little songs for stuff about going potty when you need to go potty and stuff. It's actually kind of helpful. Um, nice. Unlike Thomas the Train, oh, which potty. has no redeeming value whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, we haven't. I don't think we haven't. We haven't gone to that one yet. Um, <laughs> I would yeah, steer we, away we have, from we it. We haven't hit the Thomas the Train. <laughs> yeah, we do. We he, my son is uh, in, into Peppa Pig also, so that's an interesting one. That's a very funny one. We haven't <laughs> watched a lot of that, but I'm very intrigued by it. <laughs> yeah, especially from the viral it's, clips that go around. Those those are funny. Yeah, tell me about it, man. Kids shows are they're 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 weird. We could <laughs> we could do our <laughs> well, own podcast been, on that. <laughs> I know. I know, but I have I have been pushing uh, my son Alex into watching a lot of a lot more Transformers, and he really digs that. So he's like, oh, kind of yeah. like, oh man, Transformers! I played with these when I was a kid. <laughs> That's true. My son likes Transformers. He's he's into that, and um, he likes Ninja Turtles too. So I can we can talk about that. Nice. Otherwise, we hang nice. out. I don't know what to talk to him about. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, Man, so I mean, you've got a baby in one hand a lot of times. Uh, are you a mobile gamer? Do you do you play games on the phone in the other hand? Uh, not so much. Yeah. Some like every once in a while, I, I do have a few games on my phone 
um, for like when my when my son wants to play them. Yeah. But uh, nothing that's like, like uh, I don't know. I just, I just can't really get into the mobile games. Yeah. Uh, not that I don't like them. I just don't. I, they don't. They don't. They don't click with me. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, something's either grabbed you or it hasn't. And really, if you're yeah. active on social media, it almost has to be one or the other. Right. Right. That makes and, sense. And you're yeah, a social media guy. Something so. a, yeah. Something to like take your time, your, your attention away, you know? I'll, uh, I'll make sure you get a copy of uh, letter taps for when the youngin starts doing numbers and letters. That's a game I made for my son. Nice. So <laughs> that was, that was my last proper release. And uh, <laughs> that was already a couple of years ago now. So need to do the next thing. But, um, All right, man. That's awesome. So I actually put together notes for a pretty compact call here. So uh, I don't really need to keep you. This was awesome. And I, if Twitter hasn't cut off the live stream already, it probably will in a minute here. <laughs> so um, I may as well let you get back to it. This has been awesome. Like I, I could not have asked for more. And uh, I appreciate that you went through uh, all the steps you needed to uh, to do this call. Very much appreciated. Oh, no problem, man. You know, it's. Like, I always love, I always love doing stuff like this, especially for for uh, like for the people that are really interested in getting into game dev or kind of looking for any type of information. Like I'm always willing to answer answer questions like that. I mean that's one of the reasons I started teaching is because I can I have all these like kind of like, young people that are interested in getting somewhere in the in the development you know like world. Yeah, and they just don't know where to like. Some of them have no idea what to do. Or like you have the people that are like, man, I want to be the idea guy, and you're like, there is no idea guy. You gotta <laughs> like that doesn't that's not a thing. So you can take that person who's, who's like, I want to be the idea guy, and you can kind of point them in a direction of you're gonna try this. Maybe you want to try try being a writer, yeah, you know, or try being a, try being a level designer. So it's like it's I, I like I like being able to influence and and help people that are just kind of lost, you know? Yeah. I, I tell people that all the time. Like everyone's here because they have ideas. We we're, we're not short right. on ideas. Uh, it's part of the fun and we want to hear everybody's ideas, but they also need to bring a skill to the table just so we're all making lighter work for one another. You know, we, yeah, it's the whole yeah, idea exactly. of a team. <laughs> um, yeah. where, where can people find you online? If they do want to reach out, say hello and, uh, and such. Yeah. Um, they can, they can, they can reach me on, on Twitter. At, uh, you know, FX Blackout, FL, uh, FX BL4 CKT OUT. I think that's how I spell it. I'll put that in the notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not good, uh, you know, thinking off the top of my head. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, you can, you can find me there. Um, I'm on ArtStation if you guys want to follow. Like, every once in a while, I'll, I'll post something on, um, on ArtStation. It's, uh, you know, Ash Lyons. You can find me there. Um, uh, LinkedIn is, I rarely ever use LinkedIn, but, um, I, I have been getting, uh, like LinkedIn requests of like, you know, just people that want to connect. But like I said, I rarely use it unless I'm, you know, looking for a job or something. So I haven't really looked at it in, you know, <laughs> six years now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I can, I can be reached if, if someone, I will say like the best way to reach me is just through, just through Twitter or even our station. Yeah, I I showed Patreon your art station page so that they could kind of think of things they they wanted to uh, learn about you, and it was a lot of fun to look through. So I would advise people to oh, do nice. that. 
and then uh, hit you up and, and tell you how much they like your work. Awesome, man. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll throw up, uh, like I said, I'll throw up my uh, thesis animation on my art station so everyone can laugh at it. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, thanks. I hope class goes well, and uh, we'll be, we'll be uh, talking to you again soon, hopefully. Uh, definitely, man. This was fun. All righty. Thank you.